0: So hi everyone, I'm here today at Atkins on our next insight to find out what life is like as a graduate here on the Graduate Programme. Um, So I've got currently five grads here with me that that are on the programme and what I want to do is start with you Josh, if you could just introduce yourself and let us know a bit about where you studied, what you studied and why you initially were attracted to Atkins.
1: Yeah, so I'm Josh Atkinson and I'm from Northern Ireland and I studied there at Queen's University Belfast. Uh, so, I studied business management um, and came to the end. I'd actually had a placement year before that uh, um, and come to the conclusion I wanted to do consultancy. So, um, I kind of looked out to see what the kind of best management consultancy grad schemes were and um, came across Atkins. It was really highly recommended. Um, and, yes, tried to follow the application process to apply for Atkins.
0: Fantastic. So did you do your placement at Atkins initially, or...? No, so I did my placement
1: separately Okay. Yeah, at IBM, and that was a really good year and really insightful. But uh, yeah, I definitely I didn't want to go back to IBM after that, um, and I'd heard really good things about the culture at Atkins, mm-hmm. um, and I'd heard a lot about their grad scheme and how they helped progress your education throughout the grad scheme, and yeah. it was something that really attracted me to it.
2: Fantastic. Um, Lucy? Yeah, so I'm Lucy Milson. I studied Ergonomics at Loughborough University. Um, and in terms of sort of ending up at Atkins as uh, a graduate, I did my industrial placement here um, in the same team, um, had a great year and they asked if I wanted to come back, which was, would have been mind blowing if I said no. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talk to me a bit about your placement then Lucy, was it um, a summer? Placement? no a full year full year 12 placement months, yeah. 12 months placement and um, how sorry to kind of digress slightly but <laughs> just tell me a bit about the placement did you the team that you're now working with is yeah. that the team that you said that yeah. you are now working with now and um, what did you experience when you were on your 12 month placement um so
2: I suppose you know you're still a student mm-hmm. so it's a, all, most of it is focused around learning and, and developing and applying what you've done in modules at university yeah. to projects, which mm-hmm. is hugely eye-opening, the application is totally different. Um, so there's a lot of shadowing and support yeah. um, to start with, mm-hmm. um, learning from colleagues and going on site and conducting surveys and things that you've learnt about, um, but then throughout the year you're given slightly more responsibility mm-hmm. um, to the point where when I then came back as a graduate, I was put straight onto a project first day oh, really? and given no. like a work package
0: as work yeah. that followed on from placement. So was it a different project to what you were working on? No, literally the same project. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. Same team, day one, same project, yeah. so you literally could hit the ground running yeah. once you started. Day one, I'm straight on site. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> fantastic. And so how long have you been on the programme for now? Uh, just over a year. Just over a so year. Right. And you're still within that team? Yep. Still on the same project?
2: Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Others okay. as well, but yes, yeah, that same one still, yeah.
0: Fantastic. So how many people are in your team? Um sixteen in
2: total. Right. Um, but there's seven based in London and then we've got a group in Bristol and a group in Warrington. Fantastic. And we split across you know, nuclear rail, aviation, defence mm-hmm. and kind of cover it geographically across the country.
0: Brilliant. So when you did your placement here, the yeah. did you move to London? Yeah, to to live. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I, on placement, I commuted. I lived with my parents. Right. Okay. Um, They have now moved house, so that wasn't an option. Right. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I knew I expected to come back down to the London office and be with the same group of people that I was before. So it was an easy move to come back. Yeah. To the city and sort of somewhere that's vaguely familiar. Yeah. Um, although it's totally
0: different living here to commuting. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. The one thing, I like to touch upon location and being flexible with yeah. the location. I think it's something that we speak a lot, when, you know, when I'm speaking to students, you know, to open up mm-hmm. their mindset, even when they're thinking about doing a placement, don't just think about where they're studying at the moment and in that, you know, that particular town or city, you know, to, you know, be flexible and put yourself out there, Definitely. you know, by doing that, it's got you in a position where yeah. you're at now. So.
2: Yeah, and I'd say um some members of our team have sort of bought houses and, and moved house and they've just relocated. Mm-hmm. So we've had people from London move to the Warrington yeah. office. One of our guys in Warrington has actually moved to Newcastle oh, recently. Really? Um so, yeah. so the flexibility around where you are. And our actions are support that yeah. and still flexibility
0: there, which is great. Fantastic. Sorry I slightly digress <laughs> again. Um Dan, again if you'd just like to introduce yourself um way
3: so do you know what you said cool uh, i'm dan cutty hill i studied uh, geography at the university of exeter mm-hmm. um, and i'm on the management consultancy graduate scheme same as josh yeah uh, so we're on the junior consultant development program which is like a two two and a half year graduate scheme yes
0: and why were you initially attracted to this particular program at atkins
3: i when i finished university i wasn't sure exactly what i wanted to do mm-hmm. i knew that i didn't want to be doing the same thing day in day out and yeah. Consultancy offers you the flexibility to work on different projects on private, public sector clients, mm-hmm. um, working with different teams on. It can be completely different projects. Like you could be working in aviation, or you could be in central government. It's it's very different, and that's what I wanted. I really wanted that variety. Yeah,
0: and do you do you feel like you've experienced
3: that already on the board? Yeah, I mean, um, I was on an internal role um, for the first six months, um, working on bid writing and uh, working on like our strategic progression on different clients we were hoping to win working mm-hmm. um, and now I'm working in the home office um, on quite an interesting programme there not share too many details oh, but
0: yeah <laughs> um, so are you working on obviously i can't ask too much about the project, but you know, are you surprised on the kind of the, the projects that you're working on so far? Is it you know, is it kind of opens you up think, Oh gosh, I didn't realise I'd be working on something like this yeah, and totally exposed um, you to different things.
3: Yeah, no that the variety of projects that we can be working on vary hugely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently working in sort of like a project management capacity so yeah. helping them to run their work streams and uh conducting like risks and issue management and um chairing meetings um oh, really? t- yeah doing program boards with like different ministers and stakeholders and stuff so your exposure is, is quite great from the start yeah. um a lot I mean, of responsibility as well yeah it, isn't it? no it is um i think the good thing is the fact that you're on the graduate scheme for two years it gives you a lot of support. So. Mm-hmm there are people you can talk to and you always have training um, and they want you to rotate around different projects, they don't want you staying on the same thing for a long period of time. So
2: so how often sorry, do you rotate?
3: It's dependent on you and the project, right. but um, around every six months I think they like you to rotate, mm-hmm. um, which is good so hopefully by the time I come off the graduate scheme I will have been on about three to four different projects Right. Okay. Um, and hopefully Experiencing different roles and different clients, so yeah, um, it's you get a good breadth and a good knowledge yeah. on your time on the program,
4: which is
0: fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. Louise, uh, starting with you, and uh, just like to introduce yourself.
5: Uh, yeah, so my name is Louise Hetherington, I'm a structural engineer at Atkins. I've studied civil engineering at Plymouth University, um, and I came here about three years ago.
0: Fantastic. So, have you finished the program yeah. now? Yeah, so okay. I finished the three year grad scheme now. Brilliant, okay, and what's life like after the program? Uh, so it's really good. It depends, obviously, where
5: you go and what you want. Atkins is really flexible. So I did a year-long placement with a different company. Okay. Um, I then did a summer placement with Atkins in the rail team in Swindon. Oh, and Then okay. I came in as a structural engineer in building design. Yes. Um, because I got a feel for the company. I knew mm. I liked it, but I knew rail wasn't for me. So there was flexibility to just move across.
0: Again, it's you know you're given such a massive hint and tip both you and Josh that you know doing sometimes doing a placement makes you realize yeah that company was great but maybe that industry or I'm interested that company's not right and that's one of the benefits of doing a placement isn't it because it makes you realize yeah completely so my, my year-long
5: it. placement was structural engineering and I knew I loved it mm-hmm. but they were a tiny company with 12 people in it right. so the support for chartership was non-existent right um, so I came to Atkins as a summer placement and it was great the culture's fantastic the support's there but personally, I didn't find rail that interesting. Right. Um, so I managed to mix the two together mm-hmm. and end up in a graduate role that kind of ticked both boxes. And do
0: Atkins encourage and push, I'm guessing, chartership? Possibly. Yes,
5: yeah, yeah, they do in my department specifically. But I, um, I have two routes as my options for chartership, um, and I have support for both. So uh, I can either go through two different institutions, um, yeah. and yeah, I have senior engineers to
0: support me through either route. Fantastic. And are you on track then? When do you think... Hopefully. Um, so <laughs> average for
5: civil structural engineer is probably four years civil, maybe five, six yeah. for structures. I'm only three years in, so at the moment I can be nice and optimistic and say yes, <laughs> but it may slip. It is project dependent quite often with our sure. chartership, right. um, and if you don't get the right projects just because yeah. what's available in the market, mm-hmm. um, you might have to wait a little bit longer to get the relevant experience mm-hmm. on a project that's available in the market. Um, I unfortunately started at a time where the whole construction industry went flat. Right. Um, so project experience in my first six months was quite limited, Right. Um, but it's since picked up and I don't have a single quiet day now and I don't have the same job day in, day out. It's variation all the time.
0: Fantastic, and that's how you want it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's exactly what I want. Alice, again,
4: if you'd like to introduce yourself, um, where you studied, what you studied and why you were initially attracted to King. Um, so my name is Alice Graham, and I studied in Edinburgh at Heriot Watt University, and I studied quantity surveying. So I was initially attracted to it because I'd done a few um, work placements, and I actually had a job in my final year of uni as a part-time graduate, a uh, trainee quantity surveyor. Um, but what I what I found attractive about Atkins was that. It was such a large company that gave you the option to work on different types of projects. Mm-hmm. And also um uh, Faithful and Gold had quite a strong um reputation for the chartership support that they give to people. So that was something that I really wanted because uh, I knew that I wanted to get chartered very quickly. So yeah. there's quite a lot of support um for that. Yeah. Fantastic. And then how did you initially come across Atkins? Um I came across Atkins from the Gradcracker website, so okay. Um, I can't even remember how I found out it existed, but there was loads of different big companies that were there. So yeah, it was quite a great website. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much.
0: Next then, Lucy, if you want to maybe talk a bit to me about <laughs> <laughs> um, what life is like now, as you know, I know you've been a year on the programme, yeah. um, you know, have you, what have you kind of experienced? Anyone can kind of chip in on this if, if they've experienced something phenomenal. but um, what life is like, kind of, you know, the kind of work-life balance.
5: Especially um, so with you Josh, now you're more involved in recruitment as well. You
2: know, how's that happened? Yeah. So you've gone from being, you know, doing your graduate role, but now you're doing something a little bit extra, a little bit different. So I think that progression will
5: be good to see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so Atkins massively encourage you to do more than just your day-to-day role. You're expected to give back to the firm. Um, on the grad scheme, we have a Friday where we come back into the office uh, and it's a really nice way to break up the week, you meet your graduate community again, but mm-hmm. it's also an opportunity to get involved in internal initiatives, you start to meet more people around the firm. So for me, one of the big things, I'm from Northern Ireland, uh, I'm the only guy from Northern Ireland in the grad scheme and I'd love to try and um, change that, I'd love to get okay. somebody else on um, and I'd love to reach back to Northern Ireland if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in touch and it's, it's as easy as that, I just reached out to somebody in the recruitment process and they're more than happy for me to get involved in that um, and it's just Atkins is just their, their culture is so collaborative that you can speak to anybody around the business they're more than happy to help you out or help you get involved in another mm-hmm. initiative um, and yeah I'd say the culture and um, getting together I don't know about yourself but um, like there is a really inclusive culture you're expected to kind of stick about on a Friday after work See each other, and if you've experienced that,
2: um, I think it's perhaps been slightly different. I sit in oil and gas, okay. Um, and we're split into three teams, and so there's human factors, and we sort of work alongside offshore structures and naval architects, right? Um, and as a, a like a business group, we are quite small compared mm-hmm. to like transportation and infrastructure. So, for my intake last year, I think there was like four or five of us. As, as graduates, yeah. um, so we were quite a small group. Yeah. Although we are connected to then our counterparts in Epsom and Bristol, anyway, um, so the connections are there. But in terms of sort of the social aspect and meeting up, was slightly more difficult. Right. But then there is <coughs> still the London graduate community. Yeah, you've got that network. Even though it's not yeah, there. so from transportation mm-hmm. infrastructure within the building, yeah, you've got all the grads that you're connected to here anyway. Um, I think that social community has meant more for us than perhaps some other groups, given we are sort of slightly more isolated with the numbers. Although this year there are a lot more grads in our group, so <laughs> we're growing, but yeah, it's, it's been different, but the social opportunities are there. There's, you know, there's events every month. Um, Graduate ski trip. London ski trip yeah. nice. would recommend. Great way to meet people from other offices. Yeah, um, I keep in touch with so many other people. I've not s- seen a lot of them face to mm-hmm. face um, because they might be from Scotland offices or uh, Manchester and things. But you know, I'm talking to some with project opportunities and that kind of thing. you yeah. know, similar interests and crossovers with what we do. Yeah, and it's purely because I met them through grad events and the ski trip.
0: Yeah, if, you know, on the social platform, that's great. You know, you meet people. Mm. You know that. Uh, going through some experience, but also I guess it's a great benefit, you know, in your actual career because, you know, these people in the future could potentially ring up and, you know, can you help me out there, this? have you got any ideas on that? You know, it's, you know, building a great network all round, isn't it? Even though coming together and, and going off and doing different things, which, which is great.
2: Yeah, so, what, yeah, one of the other graduates, particularly from Manchester, I've not seen her face to face since January until right. about 2 weeks ago. Oh really? Um and we were chatting about the crossovers she's in transport um intelligent mobility. Right. Which has a lot of crossovers with human factors and the way people interact with vehicles and yeah. particularly when they're becoming more and more autonomous and you know trust and all the issues surrounding all that. Um which I'm really interested in but we kind of sat down and sort of went, actually there's a huge crossover, your projects are totally relevant to yeah. what we do, What you know? why is this not mm-hmm. happening already? Why is there no sort of discussion? And there are meetings set up now between team leads and, that's and things to, yeah. to build that collaboration mm. with other parts of the business. Yeah,
0: that's Which great. That's a great yeah. example of that as well, isn't it? Um, uh, one of the things that I do like to ask about is say like a mentoring scheme. So. Is there a mentoring scheme here at Atkins? How does that work? And how often do you see your mentors?
2: There is a reverse mentoring scheme that's fairly new. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I personally reverse mentor with three other people. Okay. Um, one of whom is no longer at Atkins. Right. But we still meet up sort of every two or three months-ish. So what do you
0: mean by reverse mentoring?
2: So it's more of a, a two-way discussion and relationships so rather than there being one person taking sort of the uh, sort of exemplary role that the other person learns from you learn from each other and the Mm -hmm. discussion is shared and it's all about where you both are and where you both want to be and how you can help each other get to sort of certain stages in your career and certain goals and and who you might talk to a lot of it is about connections right Um, and I know oil and gas have a lot of our like directors who reverse mentor with graduates and oh, really? um yeah young, younger engineers to mm-hmm. get the other perspective. Yeah. Um, sort of so I reverse mentor with um one of our directors and I get a lot of um a much better of business and I yeah. just like markets and things which I've never ever studied in my life mm-hmm. and i so I, I kind of have no idea about. Yeah. But then sort of from the other perspective I'm able to give him my perspective on where the business sits from a graduate Mm -hmm. point of view who doesn't understand it as well as other people and I can sort of say you know the communication that you're sending out sort of every if there's like a Friday email or something I can say that's really helpful because that gives me an insight and then they'll know what's going well what perhaps isn't what
0: other avenues they could look at. So how early in the programme were you introduced to this reverse mentoring?
2: Um, I think it's only been sort of set up over the last, like, six months or so, so it's fairly new anyway. Yeah. Because um, I'd be
0: quite nervous to sit in front of a director and go, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I like these bits, but I don't really like these bits, or, so, you know, how does, yeah, it's, well, does it make
2: you feel? The director i reverse mental with is actually, um, is based in Scotland. Right. So I've only met him face-to-face once. Okay. So most of our conversations are on the phone. Right. But the first conversation we had, um, he put his video Cool on yeah so I could see him I didn't actually realize oh no <laughs> <laughs> because I had a different window over the top of it right okay and then partway way through I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry you know this is a really good intention mm. you know it's more of a chat than yeah like it, it's much more personal than mm. sort of you know you sort of discard your level within the company it's they're very approachable um, and it makes the discussion much much more relaxed
5: mm-hmm.
2: um, and they're asking for your opinion you know that's the point of it so they're like be as critical or you know positive as you like
0: yeah
2: you know we want your honest opinion otherwise it's there's no point in yeah. having the discussion
0: that, i really like that idea you know, i've never heard uh, anyone else mention that idea of reverse Mentoring, you know, it's a great way to keep yeah. the business thinking forward, isn't it? Because yeah. there's going to be a lot like you said that you're going to bring to the company. Yeah, the you get the the insights from the people, people who've thought. got different
2: backgrounds. I mean, my insights probably aren't as sort of knowledgeable as, as other people's might bring, you know, with no background in business or yeah. economics or anything. But you know, that side of the business is pretty alien to me, but my perspective will be different to mm. other people um, great, because of yeah. my sort of, psychology, design, logical process, background and human factors it's sort of the way we work Mm -hmm. it's a totally different approach to perhaps engineers I'd say that's
5: quite commonplace across Atkins though so for 18 months of the three years I've been here I was the diversity and inclusion lead for infrastructure so I led our D&I efforts for over 3,000 staff across the UK and Europe Um, and I did that with a team of people obviously that's not just me on my own (laughs) but that culture of kind of stripping away titles and mm-hmm. just yeah. discussing cross boundaries. Yeah. Atkins are really keen to push their diversity and inclusion or d efforts forwards. Um, and part of that is appreciating that people come from different backgrounds and people of different ages have different viewpoints on things. Yeah. And actually by combining a team of mixed gender, race, ability, background, so when you come <coughs> to an apprenticeship degree route, either way, yeah. Actually, by sticking 10 people who came from the same place in a room, Mm. we'll all come to the same conclusion. Great, because we all came from the same place, but that's not going to help us grow as a company. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're really keen on their D&I efforts. um, And part of that is by bringing in graduates to speak to senior levels um, and actually just get a different viewpoint on it. And it could be completely disregarded, because what you said may be completely wrong. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you go in there and just say, I agree, I disagree. Yeah they can get a better viewpoint on also how people feel in the company. Mm-hmm. If they're making critical business decisions and not consulting people at all levels, then how do they know how people feel about it? And as part of that, I sit in the Infrastructure Employee Engagement Forum where we discuss cross-level nationally what's going on at the top, what we feel at the bottom, and we get to work on projects to help senior management implement their strategies. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we get to feedback any problems, our colleagues have also feedback good news the other way mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something cross boundary I guess. it doesn't matter what business you sit in if you want to go talk to a director go talk to a director like they're there to help you mm-hmm. but you can probably help them too i actually had a director
2: it. come and sit next to me today so really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the, we, the agile desk right uh, our okay. policy here yeah um I mean our, my oil and gas sort of corner on this floor um Generally, use it pretty well. There are older people who sit in the same desk every day, but <laughs> um, there's always going to be people who like their, you know, their same space. But it works really well for particularly the collaboration across across teams when you've got three teams sat next to each other. So so that wasn't direct hall.
0: within your team. That was in so he's
2: a finance and market director okay. for oil and gas. Okay. Um, but I've never sat next to him before. And part of the agile desks, I suppose, it dep- totally depends on what time people get in. You know what's available, who's sat where, but mm-hmm. um yeah, you get a totally different dynamic and it makes them more approachable. Yeah. Because you you know, they're not in an office yeah. down the corridor. Yeah. Um, door shut and you know, they <laughs> are <laughs> not past people. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 and then knocking on the door is much more <laughs> yeah. nerve-wracking whereas if he sat next to you and he comes off a phone call, you can be like, oh, sorry, I've got a question or yeah. can, can we grab a space and, and talk about this, that, or the other? They're much, much more approachable
0: that's great because yeah again you know you, you don't want a boundary there do you yeah. no and i think you know there is so many other companies out there that you know maybe do have that boundary not you know consciously but yeah that's a good point isn't it i kind of students I always kind of ask about the, the balance of work life and are you doing anything um, yeah so um
5: work-life balance yeah um, actively promoted flexible yeah. working actively promoted um, and I have a great example of that about a year and a half ago I set up my own business wow, um, wow. not anything to do with Atkins um, mm-hmm. as well as being a structural engineer and a dance fitness instructor um, okay. and Atkins are really open to me just flexing my <coughs> day to be able to do that so I don't start teaching until six o'clock seven o'clock in the evening yeah but they've been really flexible I do a lot of site visits in Portsmouth but I live in Bristol um, and they've been really flexible about well actually Wednesdays and Thursdays don't really work for me to be down there because it's a two and a half hour journey um mm. so I'd have to leave at three to get back and yeah and it's just fine okay and that's your personal life that happens you've planned it outside work hours doesn't matter so there's loads of things that they're just really flexible I also help I've mentioned quite a few extra things I do yeah um and that it's just been actively encouraged because it develops you as a person. Mm. You don't just do the day job. Um, and it's the same, we have a parent net society, the company, so parents can, kind of if they need to take time off with their children, if they need flexible working, we can buy extra annual leave to be able to balance that. There's, mm-hmm. there's loads of different ways you can get good flexibility within the company. Um, and it's just a discussion with your line manager. Just be really open and honest. So I know a lot of grads think, oh, Know, I might come in and then I'm gonna work eight till six and then I'm gonna go home, yeah. I'll be exhausted, I don't have time for a life. I'm yeah. starting compared to student life, it's different. Yeah. There's no point lying about that. <laughs> going to work is very different to student life. But I think compared to what I've heard from friends in other companies, mm-hmm. flexibility here is amazing. My placement year I did eight thirty till five thirty with an hour for lunch at twelve thirty and it was very regimented. Mm-hmm. Um, but here it's just flexi time we turn up within reason when you like, obviously don't just rock up at 12 every day, yeah. but my manager says kinda any time up to half nine, fine. Um, if certain days you need appointments and doctors and mm-hmm. everything, just turn up later, make up your hours. Yeah. If you need to leave early one day, make up your hours. Uh, it's all really flexible. Um, sometimes it's project-dependent, sometimes you have to be a bit stricter, because if you have a client phone and you're five, you at 5 you can not just be like, well, actually, <laughs> five. Yeah. But it does all flex, mm-hmm. um, and I've never come across anyone that's really had a problem with not being able to flex that mm-hmm. um, and again it could come down to the fact I just maybe have great managers where I'm sat but it's part
0: of the policy that you can do that. I get a lot of nods of heads. I'm guessing you're all feel quite similar to...
3: Yeah. I think they want you to have a good work-life balance because mm. you'll be more willing to do better in your role and everything else and for example if you haven't got client meetings and you live far away, they're more than happy for you to work from home if it's appropriate for right. the day. And mm-hmm. I, I, as you're saying, I think it's more of a discussion with mm-hmm. your, your line manager and your project managers to how they want you to structure your time. Yeah. But it's definitely not the culture of like you must be in the office for ten hours a day and you're gonna work all the hours under the sun. They don't want you to do that. That's mm-hmm. that's a big thing at Atkins is work life balance. They yeah. want they want you to Work hard, but also equally have the time off, and you know have a life outside of work.
0: Yeah, it's saying same. It's like a two-way street, yeah. isn't it? You know they'll support you individually as much as they can, but you know in the trust that you're going to give it back. Yeah, and yeah, it's a great way to work. Alice, did you have something to add to that?
4: Yeah, I think you just have to. Demonstrate to people that you're trustworthy, mm. um, because, like you're saying, it's a two-way street, and they've got to know that they can trust you to be able to use your time wisely, and you're yeah. not just going to take the Mickey out of yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is any of you um got any additional activities that you do outside of work? You know, obviously, I know you mentioned you you dance, Louise, but um, you know, are any of you kind of maybe part of teams or. Sports teams, or is there anything else that you guys do here that. I don't personally, but Bristol
5: have a really good sports and social society. They have netball, cricket, want to say basketball. Um, I'm not overly sporty, so I don't really look <laughs> at them, but they're available for people who want to do that. We have a tag rugby team uh, that's a mixed team, so it's not just guys running around the field, like girls mm-hmm. can get a body, um, but also social things. So on weekends, they go paddle boarding or go ape or theatre
0: tickets. You mentioned skiing, which is great. Yeah, I think we're quite
3: lucky on the Junior Consultant Development Programme in the sense that it's quite a community. So you've got three-year groups that all integrate. Um, But for example, like last year, we went to Thought Park Fright Night and we do socials like that. And one of our friends got married, you know, last month and we we Mm. attended her wedding. Oh,
0: brilliant.
3: We definitely made, like, friends within our community Mm -hmm. and, like, we're very close-knit. And, yeah, we do get involved in different activities outside of work.
0: Yeah. Typically, how many people is there across... The
3: year then? I think it's about 25 in our oh, year, so yeah, and they're okay. increasing it each year. Yeah.
1: It's growing, yeah.
3: Right. I mean, so, this yeah. year on
5: the grad scheme, they're taking on 375. It's our grad right. induction tomorrow. Yeah. So all the grads will go up to Birmingham, have two days of training, meeting each other, meeting people in their year group, mm-hmm. and you can really form good bonds in that first meeting because you'll see them again at your second year training, your third year training, and your final event. Yeah. Um, So I went to my third year final event in July and there was faces I hadn't seen for three years because Mm -hmm. they're based in Edinburgh and I don't really get up to Edinburgh at all. Just It's that familiar face and it's also just being able to call on someone that maybe you don't see every day but you know they're in your team or you know they're just doing something interesting. Mm -hmm. So there are opportunities to interact but yeah this year there was 375 grads I want to say across
0: the company. So
1: Josh, do you get involved with that with you being involved in the recruitment side or? Um, no, so I haven't been involved in that in that as such, but um, oh, okay. so over the first two weeks the grads have just all started Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's a really good couple of weeks to get everybody to know each other. Mm-hmm. So you initially for in the JCDP it was a week of getting to know uh, the London based people and then you went to Bristol and you started to get to, to know that a bit better and then there's a massive event up in Birmingham where it brings all the graduates together. Um and it's all really well run, um and you get you do you get to know people from across the whole business, which is which is a difficult thing to do, but yeah. um Atkins understand the value of that and put a lot of money towards um organising the event. And mm-hmm. It's really it's really a good couple of days. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Um. Well. Yeah. I appreciate all your time, everyone. I think um we've all got a really good insight there of what life is like as a graduate here at Atkins.